Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of the Borderline Podcast. Podcast, even sorry, I, I I'm a little confused because I, I I'm lost for words at my guest. I really don't know how to introduce him. Someone who's been off the Irish airwaves for far too long. Someone I used to listen to religiously, and I thought I'd never have the chance to speak to him. Uh, basically, a god of broadcasting. I don't think that's <laughs> I don't think that's overselling him. Um, Welcome, Michael Graham. Uh, well, the good thing about you being at a loss for words is, as you know, I have plenty for everybody. So uh, at this point, I'd be willing to just take over the whole thing. We, we don't even need two people for this, Gareth. I can just rock this thing. That, that's completely fine with me. Listeners, yeah. by the way, before you record a podcast, my editor asks me to have five seconds of silence just so as he can get the levels and cut out any background noise. It took me about... 15 minutes there of talking to get Michael to be silent for five seconds. So hopefully we have enough to talk about as we keep going. Okay. So the actual truth is I didn't stop talking. I just turned off my microphone for five seconds. So it was still going on. You know, when I first got in radio, uh, I, I fell into it backwards. I was running political campaigns for a living and uh, I'd never been in a radio studio. I didn't know nothing. I was just a guest. You know what I mean? I was, I was frequently a guest. And so they said, why don't we give you a show? And they kept saying, hit the post, hit the post. And I don't, I had no, I like looking around the studio. Is there something post like, is it, is it like a reference to the 1880? I couldn't figure it out. I, well, I finally figured out what they meant was you're supposed to talk up to a point when the ads are going to start. And that's the post. I had no idea. I just kept talking until they turned my mic off. So it'd be like, blah, 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 and then just stop. And I, then the ads would end and they come back. Blah, 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 blah. I, just, I had no clue. I'm supposed to stop talking. I had no clue. So. Well, actually, and yet I, somehow I managed to pay my bills in radio for 15 years. So. I, I don't know if I can actually turn your mic off for this recording software. So you don't have to worry about that. You can keep talking. <laughs> if you set your expectations low enough, you can always succeed. That's been, that's been my, the motto of my time. I have ridden the mediocrity of others straight to the top. <laughs> the fact that I was willing to suck just a little less than most people in my industries allowed yeah. me has allowed me to pay my bills thus far. Well, I mean, thankfully you can't talk because there's really not a lot going on in the world right now for us to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> well, not over here in uh, the good old US of A, where uh, we still maintain our per capita COVID lead over Ireland by a narrow amount. We're yes. just barely ahead of you on a per capita yeah, well, basis. I mean, we can but... we we certainly can trust those figures because our health service executive <laughs> are very well known for being extremely accurate in everything. I happen to done. know that the uh, the Irish Department of Health uh, fact checks the Chinese Department of Health to make sure their numbers are in fact accurate and trustworthy. Yeah, so I, that's I, that's where I, we I, are. So here's what's interesting to me. I, I wanted to ask you about is so in the states, COVID the the media know that they have to talk about COVID because it's there and it's still killing people every day. And it's going to be with us at least until the winter. And I saw a new story this uh, uh, recently that it's probably going to take two years before there's a widely available effect, broadly effective uh, vaccine. But at the same time, the media are so done with COVID over here. They are ready to move on. They want to talk about the Black Lives Matter protests and Donald Trump and politics. You've got the Bizarro Coalition, you know, DC Comics, Marvel Comics, joined together politics you guys are doing. Has that pushed COVID to page, you know, A2 as opposed to A1? 
No, but no, obviously the first thing we have to talk about is Trump because he's pure evil and that's number one. That's, <laughs> of course. That, that remains. It doesn't matter if people are dying from this weird virus mm. or anything. It's not as bad as anything Trump has done. And, and quite rightfully so, our Irish media talks about Trump above all else, <laughs> uh, which is fantastic. So, no, uh, COVID, yes. Well, as you probably know, the pubs are still closed. Mm-hmm. So things are very confusing for everyone. Um, mm. We really don't know what to talk about. We really wait. wait you think they're confusing? You think they're confusing for you? <laughs> Try being the guy who's getting rousted by the New York City health officials because he let his outdoor bar seating have two more people than allowed under the rule, and a block away, ten thousand anti-Trump protesters are marching through the streets chanting and screaming and nobody cares. Try being that guy. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I had four people at a four top and you're busting me and they've got 40,000 people chanting, spitting and screaming and they're cool. That's, that's uh, America under Trump. Yes, uh, we did. um, We did have a few marches here, uh, which people did question. Why would these people, the same people marching who were insisting that we couldn't open the pubs again. But obviously, that was very quickly put down because only a racist would ask such a question in the first place. So thankfully, we don't talk about those things anymore. Boston then are you you're still in Boston or have you I'm in the greater I'm in the greater Boston suburbs which is my uh euphemistic way of saying that 35 minutes north of Boston is the state of New Hampshire and they have no sales tax and no income tax so for the purposes of my tax attorney I'm not going to confirm nor deny that I may have moved slightly across the border uh okay. but I'm still in the greater Bo- I still watch I'm Boston happy. news television every morning and I still write for the Boston Herald every week. So you haven't established the uh, independent Republic of Michael Graham like they have nope. in Seattle yet? No, no, no. There is no uh, Chaz Graham, which is my bad French way of saying my house. Okay. Um, yes. It is not there. And we were we were uh, really worried because, you know, for a while there was Chaz. And then there was talk about changing the name to uh, Chop, the I, Capitol Hill, which is the neighborhood. Yes. I Capitol Hill. Uh, uh, op- uh, ongoing protests or something like that, but it's we we don't know. It's, they'll 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 figure it out. It'll be fine. And you know what's so funny is the people in the U.S. who are on the left know that what Ch- Chaz is doing is bad for them. They know that the uh, small number of people in the Black Lives Matter movement who are aligned with what the group that calls themselves Antifa, anti-fascists, who are committing violence, they know that those extremists are bad for them. But they just can't bring themselves to condemn them because those chazercisers and those you know Antifa idiots – I was going to use uh, uh, this is a podcast. I could say bad words, but well, anyway, it's, they, an they Ar- know. it's an Irish podcast. You can say uh, good, good point. Good point. <laughs> but they know that those people are bad for them, but they hate Trump so much. It, they, they just love the overt Trump hatred. So they cannot bring themselves to condemn them. The in inside there's the little inner chaser that just wants to get out. So they write their op-eds for the New York Times. Very, this is not the appropriate way to resist. But they can't stand up and say, are you guys idiots? You can't just take over part of a city. You can't burn down police stations. You can't beat the crap out of people because they hold an American flag. But they all want to do all those things. So they 
they can't quite condemn them. Of course. And, and it would be coming very, very dangerous dangerously close for them to admit that they might have been wrong about something so oh no can't we, we, we can't, nope. can't have that on the left definitely that's, not that's that's unheard of so the the best i've heard i've heard of a few names for the Chaz area the best mm-hmm. two i've heard so far are the soyvient union and, <laughs> and vegans willa <laughs> Uh, I like both of those. That's, they're, 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 both, they're both excellent. So I hope you manage to mm-hmm. sh- the, sneak those into some U.S. podcast somewhere. I will shamelessly that, steal those. Absolutely. Yes. Well, Play, I, the I, plagiarism has already begun. It has. I, obviously, I didn't come up with them. So <laughs> carry on the stealing. It's fine. So if you gave Ireland the choice of either government by Trump or government by Chaz, what would the majority of Irish oh, choose? Dear God. Oh, my God. Oh, I didn't even want to think about that. Oh. Well, the reason I ask is because that's what uh, the Trump faction is hoping they can turn the 2020 election into. They really want to make it just like as it was in 2016. Yeah. For, for people who wonder, and I, I, I can't imagine why you haven't figured it out yet, but if there are still any people in Ireland who haven't figured out yet how Trump won, the answer is easy. Hillary Clinton. Yeah, yeah, that's it's that simple. She was an awful, awful person. She yeah. was an awful politician, uh, and she was aligned uh, with other awful people. And so people said, Americans said, you know, I this Trump guy, TV guy. Uh, what? How much bad can he do? I know how much bad Hillary can do. And yeah. so he won a uh, a narrow electoral college victory. They want to do the same thing. The problem they have is that now people have seen how awful Trump is at being president for three and a half years. So ju- just being up against Hillary isn't enough. They need a, a an opponent who's even more unacceptable than Hillary. They didn't know where they were going to find one, and suddenly the, the, the Chad's movement appeared. Yes, exactly, exactly. But, but the Democrats did their best, in fairness, now by putting Biden up. Because, I mean, yes, we know, well, most of us know that Hillary was the reason Trump is president. But, right. you know, how difficult was it for the Democrats to actually not realize this and then go, okay, all we have to do is put someone with half a brain who can talk <laughs> to people and doesn't come off very weird. And we won. Right. Like, it's literally, it's the easiest election to win in yep. U.S. history, securely. And they're yep. going to manage to lose it. It's Well, <laughs> I, I don't know. It's too, it's too early to say, and we'll, we'll talk about that in a second. But I will say, I, I'm kind of surprised. Well, I'll, I, I'll take it back. A, a sign of how weak the political parties are in the U.S. is the fact that you didn't end up with a nominee like Senator Amy Klobuchar of Minnesota, because you know, Biden has problems. He has all kinds of problems. He has uh, woke problems, you know, Black Lives Matter problems because of his long career as a U.S. senator in a state that is it wasn't in the old Confederacy, but it's right on the border of North and South. And so he's back some things that in the you know era of 2020 are problematic. He has problems in that his record because he was in. Think about this. He first was elected to the U.S. Senate when Richard Nixon was reelected in 1972. That's how long this guy's been around. So he has problems. And then he has performance problems. And I don't mean that in a blue pill way. <laughs> He has some problems that he has a difficult time with some of the more complicated questions he gets, like, who are you? Why are you here? And so he's in a sense, he's a good nominee than that. He's, you know, not going to do anything in a sense, though. He brings all kinds of baggage. Senator, uh, uh, Senator, um, someone like Senator Klobuchar, a for the modern Democratic Party, moderate, 
middle of the road from a you know uh, from a midwestern state she would be so boring to run against she doesn't have any of the she has very little baggage she has a couple things she had some prosecutor issues back later back to the minnesota deal but someone like that that is you're right that is the win just find some here's a person who under normal circumstances would be a president there is donald trump under normal circumstances would be in you know custody what's your choice and uh, Democrats are in danger of losing that because Biden is such a loose wheel. Yes. But what, what our Irish listeners, if we have any, might, might be surprised to hear is that you, you've never really been a Trump fan, of course. Sure you haven't. And no. you, you don't, no, think no, he, Trump guy. don't think he's been a good president, which, no. which I would sort of tend to agree with. The only thing I do like about Trump is that he really pisses off all the right people. Exactly. Bingo. You're absolutely right. No, look, there's, so there's two things that are going on. One is if you look at the policy stuff that the White House has been generating, it's fine. It's pretty a stab, standard Republican stuff, except the trade thing. You know, he's very anti-trade. Well, it's an anti-trade moment, you know, and so it's, you know, it's not a bad thing for a political part, party to, you know, sway with the breeze. That's their job is to get votes. So, but, you know, the judges that he's appointed are the kind of judges that, uh, a, you know, a typical Republican would appoint. The tax policy is a tax policy of a typical you know, Republican. There's, there's, so there's that level. Then there's the way Trump is being president which is just a radioactive nuclear Hiroshima meets Godzilla disaster. It is just, it is horrifying. If, if and only now we had he, some evidence of that he might be like this over the last 20 years of him being on yeah, TV exactly. or something like bingo, that. Bingo, bingo. He's, he's never stopped being Donald Trump. That's the one thing that everyone's got to stop being Donald Trump. And, and, and most of the time, you don't want a person to be themselves. You want a person to be the president. It's a thing. You know what I mean? It's, yeah. you know, it's, you, you put you have the ceremony in the White House for a reason because you're no longer you. You're now this representation of the nation. So, He's, you know, that's his other problem. Then you add this third thing, which is the coronavirus crisis, for which he is utterly unprepared. The coronavirus crisis is complicated. It involves math. You have to be patient. I mean, all these things are not are the anti-Trump. I mean, just it's yes. none of it. It's all kryptonite all day. And then the Black Lives Matter thing, which at this moment, he's so bad at handling. You know, there was a time a year ago when he was working through uh, uh, something that the U.S. calls uh, uh, cr criminal justice reform, uh, ha having to do with how many people are in prison, how long are they there, are there certain crimes where you should not go to prison, you should get some other treatment. And he worked this big thing. Kanye was on it. Uh, what's the TV show, ladies? Uh, Kardashians. Kardashians, yeah. They were all on board, and, and it was a thing. And if at that moment something had happened – it, you know, it, Trump possibly could have said, look, I get I get you. I feel you. I'm not like those Republicans because everyone agrees he's not really a Republican. He's a Trump. Yeah. And maybe he could have used his personal, you know, TV show skills, or whatever, and navigated that. But in the middle of a partisan fight with his poll numbers tanking and with the covid crisis on him, he doesn't have any bandwidth for anything other than to be his worst Trumpian self. Yeah, but but it still might win. That's the thing. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's, it's, I mean and, it, and if it wins, it will be. Do you remember the uh, old TV show? Uh, oh, shoot. Hollywood Squares. They we put the celebrities did, yeah, up. We, we and, didn't and have that. Like we, had a, 
It was called something else over here. I can't remember. But, yes, I know but, the one you're talking about. Yeah, and so you would pick uh, the, the one of the key moves, Paul Lind, the – uh, I don't, never knew why he was famous, but for whatever reason, he was famous. He was always in the center square, and it'd be Paul Lynn to block. You know, yeah. try to block the person from getting there, you know, to yes. get go. It, it will be Donald Trump to block. It yeah. won't be voting for Trump. It'll be voting to stop the crazy that's coming from elsewhere. That's how, and that is the only way that Trump wins. Uh, before COVID, you could have said, and some and, and a lot of smart people I know were saying, look, it's not going to matter now if we go to November and unemployment's, you know, three percent and growth is three percent. And, you know, uh, uh, black and Hispanic employment is at record highs. People are going to say, I don't like the guy either, but damn, we can't screw this up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do, do you think do you think the Democrats actually they they thought that they thought before COVID, they thought we're never really going to win this. So we might as well just throw Biden to the wolves and hopefully Trump makes such a complete mess of things that we'll have a assured landslide in four years time. Or no, I don't think, I think they thought he's going to lose all along. They, they are that stupid really. Yeah. Well, well I, I mean, I just, I, is it stupid? I mean, his poll numbers have been not great. You know, he's, yeah. he's been underwater, you know, let, he's been more unpopular than popular his entire presidency. Yeah, and his when the time before was improbable. I, look, Trump is an improbable character. You just people like Trump just don't get elected president of the United States, and which is why it's happened once, you know. Yeah. And so when you're the oddball and the outlier, the idea that you're going to you know roll you know snake eyes you know back to back is you know the math is not on your side. Yeah, although people celebrities get elected, surely Obama got elected for being nothing else other than a celebrity. Uh, no, that's not true. He represented a historic moment. He gave Americans an opportunity to do what they something that they've wanted to do a long time, which is to show that America is a place where a black person can be elected president, which, of course, it was all along. If Colin Powell had run for president in 1996, he would have been elected president, probably. Uh, you know, it's not it, it, I, you know, the the the, the uh, attendant. Let, you know, attitude about, oh, my gosh, look what Obama did. Americans were waiting to do that. They were ready. They just needed someone who was not, you know, uh, uh, someone like the you know Reverend Jesse Jackson, who before Obama was the most successful African-American candidate for president. They, you know, Jesse Jackson just isn't a, you know, unifying stable national figure you know Barack obama he was uh, you know academically well uh educated you couldn't deny that he gave a great speech he was a senator for about 45 minutes and didn't screw anything up and people were like oh, okay plus they were mad they you know they were sick of what they'd had we had the economic he, uh, obama's numbers really picked up after the uh you know the financial crash there's a question about what would have happened if there hadn't been a financial crash if americans would have said eh, you just need a little more experience and he would have lost a narrow election i don't know the other thing that's hard to do is for a party in power that wins two terms in the white house to hand over the white house for another term yeah. it happened in from 88 to nine uh, from in, in 1988 when after two terms of reagan you got hw bush and that was only because reagan was wildly popular yeah. you then have to go back to world war ii which really doesn't count because you know hgr died in office and so truman you know was already yeah. serving as president yeah. and then you have to go back to like 19 <laughs> 18 something i mean it's it's uh, americans don't do that a lot they don't keep 
uh, you yeah. know, the party in power for more than a term. And the other thing uh, for the political junkies is uh, we've only had one other time in history where you had three consecutive presidents who served two full terms back to back to back. And that was back when we had Jefferson, Madison, Monroe. If, if Trump is able to get reelected, he will be the fourth president in a row to serve back, you know, two full terms. Yeah, We've never sure. had that happen. And my, and the reason I bring that up is you, it's so easy to get caught up in the specific details of what's the fight right now. The fight right now is whatever, you know, COVID should you have shut things down? You know, black lives matter. What, what should you do about police reform? But there are these other forces that are just rolling along, you know, forces like I'm just ready for a change. I'm just tired. I want it different. You know, things have gotten different. Th those you know, people like to think, say that they think their way into their votes into the living, but they don't. People feel their way into their living and then they figure out a way to justify it after the fact. And it could just be the case that you just aren't going to have this much. You're not going to reelect a guy, any guy or gal uh, under these circumstances. So we'll see. Yeah, I, I have a, my own personal opinion. I think there's going to be. Well, who knows? I mean, it's November the way things have been going this year so far, <laughs> who knows what will happen between that and then. Yeah, I, I don't, the, uh, the Mayan calendar says we're not going to make it to November. And at yeah. this point, I'm not arguing. I'm yeah. saying, hey, what, the Mayans could be totally right about this. Yeah, I, I think you'll have probably one of the lowest turnouts ever in a U.S. election. Mm -hmm. Although, having awesome. said that, the way things are going, you might get a 100% turnout exactly. because things could change that quickly. But I think you... If, if it sort of remains sort of the way it is, I think you might have one of the lowest turnouts because I tell a lot of people going, you know, I voted for Trump. I didn't want Hillary. I don't really want more Trump, but I can't be bothered voting for Biden and right. then just uh, let someone else sort it out. I don't because know. You might be right, but there's a lot of anti-Trump sentiment out there. Yeah. And we had uh, we had huge turnout for the 2018 um uh, off term, you know, elections and midterm yeah, elections. So I don't, so you might be, I, I either if in the era of whatever this is <laughs> that we've pretty much been living in since the stock, the great recession, I don't know what the hell's going to happen. I'm not making predictions. I was the wrongest person about Trump. I didn't think Trump could win the nomination. No way, no how. Yeah. Once he won it, I said he's guaranteed to lose the presidency. He'll lose 40 states. Not a chance. I was so sure he couldn't be president. I'm not making this up, Gareth. I lived in D.C. I was working for the now defunct anti-Trump magazine, the Weekly Standard <laughs> at the time and doing some other stuff. And so I woke up the morning of the inauguration. And I looked at my wife. I said, I wonder what's going to happen today. She goes, what is going to happen today? Trump's going to get sworn in. I said, no way that can't happen. There is no way Trump <laughs> can be president. I mean, I, I, so I don't know. Maybe the, the, the aliens who have taken over are going to beam down, or it's going to be like that mission impossible movie where he pulls off the mask and it turns out that it's, you know, who somebody else, but they, they, there's no way that Donald freaking Trump is going to be president of the freaking United States. And that's how wrong I was. So yeah. what do I know? What do I know? Yeah. Well, I mean, it's probably it's probably still easier to make predictions about it than it is to predict Irish politics, though. <laughs> I can't figure out what the hell you guys are doing. I mean, this this whole mashup thing you're doing just makes no sense at all to me. So, but it, but it is a reminder of something that we in America talk about all the time, which is uh, uh, that there is no there are no political parties in Ireland. There's just a couple of clubs. And, yeah. you know, it's like the. 
remember that classic star now we're going way way back gareth the classic star trek first uh, edition episode where the planet's having a civil war and half the people on the planet are white on the left and black on the right and the other side are black on the right and right on the le- left and that's just, that's that's you guys it's just like why are you even fighting you all agree on everything we could never have a republican democrat coalition in the u.s because the two parties actually have different ideas really yeah. different ideas that they believe in yeah, and, yeah. Uh, well, the, the, the weird thing is here the two parties actually fought the civil war <laughs> in way less time than your two parties fought them like this was only 100 years ago oh good point um, so you know but now so i did you have you seen that um last night um this morning we had a new we had some new polls out have you seen you didn't get the chance to see the polling data here no so Okay, so Fine Gael, who you know are in right. par or sort of in par or whatever, they <laughs> have they have they have shot up in the polls. So they're now on thirty. They're now on thirty-seven percent, and Fianna Fáil are on fourteen percent. So we have the situation which could only happen in Ireland, which is <laughs> so we have a party currently on thirty-seven percent in the polls right. who are going to make their supposed mortal enemies. <laughs> currently on 14% in the polls and they're going to make the leader of that party our Taoiseach. So it's just, so never mind your Star Trek's exactly. stuff. The Tribbles are in charge here. The Tribbles something, are in charge. That's great. Something is going, how can you explain? Right. How, I have a nine-year-old son who, imagine trying to explain this politics in Ireland to him. He, I, he would I, just, I have he, no idea. You know, now, can, you I, could, can I tell you who my Irish political hero is at the moment? Go on. Dublin South Central Member of Parliament, the Dull, as George Hook used to say it to me, yes. Patrick Costello. He's the guy who, when they had the vote, didn't vote. And they said, well, why didn't you vote? Well, you don't understand. I want to hear from my members before I decide. I, I can't just get out here and just lead are you crazy they might not like it so i need to go i just i just want that to me is politics in perfection right there just shamelessly admitting i'm not doing anything until i know what everyone wants me to do and then please just tell me what to do i'll just do it just tell me it's like that the classic uh uh uh, politician in the in the rural south who used to give these speeches and he'd and something would come up that was very contentious he'd say well some of the people are for it some of the people are against it, and I'm with the people. And there you go. I love you. So way to go, Patrick Costello. Way to lead. I I, I got to talk to these people. I don't know what's going on. It's excellent. Well, he he is it. um he's a Green Party. Um, yes, I know. Person, so you know. So yes, the Green Party. Um, they decided. So they're going into now. You have to bear with me for a minute because okay, I'm with you. I, I'm just it's it's almost three p.m. here, so this might have changed since we started the podcast. <laughs> I don't know. I, I I'm not even sure if Google will update this stuff quick enough or not. But so the Green Party knew they were going. They're also going into government. They're exactly. having to talk with the other guys. They knew they were doing all this, but part of something to do with their Green Party constitution meant that they needed to have a leadership election around about this time. So they decided that some of them decided, well, look, that's a bit silly. Just leave that. We'll park that for a little while and we'll go into government and then we'll sort all that. But then the other ones decided, no, 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 we have to do this because it's in the thing. <laughs> so someone else 
she put her name forward for the leadership of the Greens. Right. That that I'm not sure that's either going ahead or it's not going ahead, <laughs> or it might have happened or it might not have happened. I'm not sure which parallel universe it is we're in at the moment, <laughs> but it's there somewhere. So there, the the Greens are being Greens, and mm. they are deciding either to be the Judean People's Front or the People's exactly. Front. Exactly, <laughs> bingo. Depending on what day it is, some mm. of them are splitting, some of them are not. But mm. so Patrick, yes, is being the perfect Green in that uh, I'll decide what to do whenever someone else decides for me. Exactly, and and, and, and also if you notice this that. Uh, parties like the Green Party in you know, Europe, uh, parties like the – well, we don't really have any third parties worth mentioning, but they, they always do better when they're not governing. I, I, oh, I'll give you an example. The Tea Party, the Tea Party movement inside the Republican Party. And you know, in, in back in 2010, yeah. they – got a lot they elected a lot of members and they got not really control the party but they had to play a role in control they were kind of like the fina fall to the establishment's fina govern oh my god the wheels completely came off you know standing outside and complaining and protesting and calling for ridiculous impossible things whether it's we're going to be all solar by thursday or it's we're not going to ever have taxes ever again you know it doesn't matter what the crazy is these people are much better at, you know, making uh, alleged calls to principle than they are than actually governing. Governing is hard. You don't have the luxury of, you know, uh, uh, you know keeping your little green party pin, you know, perfectly shiny at 100% at all times. You got to cut deals to get stuff done. Yes. Well, Patrick Costello is in the same constituency. It's actually next door to me. Um, where he has, oh. a, a, he has a, he has a people before profit party right. member there. So, and then another people before profit party member. She's famous. <laughs> she's famous for. You, I don't know if you know, but we used to have a, a huge big factory for Dell here in Limerick. So we used okay. to make, we used to make most of the Dell computers. Sure. And, and so Dell decided to leave and go to Poland or somewhere or something. Right. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, her solution for this, of course, is she famously stood up and said she would nationalize Dell. But must have been news to the people in their corporate headquarters, wherever they were. They must have been shot. I, I think the next thing that Ireland should do is nationalize Coca Cola. Well, that would be no, the next I'm, move. No, Amazon, Amazon, surely Amazon. Oh, yes, Joe, absolutely, yeah, much yes. better, much better. Yes. Amazon or Apple, because we still have that whole. 13 billion euro bill <laughs> point. thing. That's definitely, that's definitely family. should do that. Yes. So, so here's the, here's the headline from America that uh, I, I'd like to get your reaction to. Uh, there are more people getting unemployment benefits than there are unemployed workers. CNBC reports. This has government officials puzzled. Close quote. I, well, as a guy who lives in Massachusetts, I'm not puzzled by this at all. Well, only, in Massachusetts, this is standard operating procedure that you have more people collecting unemployment than you have unemployed people. Only a government worker could be confused by this. Exactly. No, no one outside of the civil service could ever exactly. be confused by this. This doesn't confuse anyone but a government no, worker. No, no, we, we so we had we had a politician here i think it might have been last week who made the cardinal sin of hinting towards the truth about something and it was along the same lines of this so i so 
I have a I, I have a friend whose son um was working one day a week in a hotel before his son's mm-hmm. um eighteen, whatever. He was working one day a week in a hotel, just part time, make a few quid sure. for the summer. Um and obviously the hotel closed down. So sure. what happened was everyone here then got three hundred and fifty euro per week unemployment benefit. So right. he went from working one day a week earning a hundred euro or something like that, right. but had been doing it enough to qualify for the so he went he went so I said, Well how's your son coping? I met met him to play golf. I said, How's your son? How's everyone coping with the thing? He said, Well I've a an eighteen year old home and he's fucking loving every minute of it. Exactly. <laughs> he's getting he's getting he's getting three hundred and fifty quid a week for doing nothing. He sits up all night, he stays in bed till four and he's gonna have the at the end of the summer, he's going to have a fortune to go and <laughs> go on a mad exactly. holiday with. And yep. so we we had a, a government, some politician who did say last week, sort of hinted towards, you know, some people are actually better off under this. And the wolves were set upon her. <laughs> <laughs> I dare you say people are suffering, people are dying, uh, people are this. And of right. course, no doubt people are. Thankfully, sure. personally, I managed to keep, keep my job because... I couldn't have survived. I have to pay rent in Dublin, which is, exactly. you know, which is ridiculous. So I can't imagine. So, you know, there are people who are suffering, but there are also people who are doing bloody well out of it. And why aren't we stopping this? But you can't, that, that's dangerously close to telling the truth. And we're, we'll have none of that in Ireland. Thank you very much. Absolutely. I've never gotten nearly in as much trouble for lying as I've, as I've gotten into for telling the truth. Yes, absolutely. That's the absolute cardinal rule of life. Yes. Well, this has been fun. You do this all the time. Uh, I just started. You're you're the third guest. Thank you very oh, much. Okay. Um, so yeah, I don't know if you're you'd heard or you're aware of Grip. Uh, it was just started by a few Irish people who were sick of the usual left wing bias and all the Irish media. So this is just a a self funded. Where Grip is only funded by donations. I don't get paid for this or anything. I just. Mm-hmm. Give my time, much as you do. Thank you very much. And oh, my pleasure. Ho- ho- hopefully, maybe sometime in the future, we might have a chat again. But w- what are you doing with yourself these days in the States? So um, I, I'm uh, now in the world of largely of print. Uh, there's a, a company called Inside Sources that creates content for about 300 newspapers around the country because the newspaper industry here, you know, Ireland, you guys have this massive news industry. Ours has been sh- shrinking for a while and now it's in real crisis. So a lot of newspapers just can't afford writers and reporters. So we provide content for them and I have somehow stumbled into being the managing editor of this thing. So I, uh, I write and send people off to write and keep an eye on things and try to prevent. We, we, uh, we have across the board. Our, our goal is to, have everybody speak from the far left to the far right. So we have lots of opinion content, but we also do news. And someone asked me, are you biased? And I said, well, we're as biased as the New York times. And it was a liberal who asked this and they went, Oh, okay. So they totally get it that there's no unbiased <laughs> news, but I, but here's my take. And I, I recommend this for everybody about how to look at the world of media, which is a mess right now. And, and we really need it because we need information. And you know, this Gareth, if you're looking at, a story you're researching up to interview a guest or whatever. There are 10 facts that are worth talking about, but usually you only have time to get to five. 
Yeah. It's the the question is what five are you going to pick? And that when people say, oh, the media, it's whatever, you know, biased, it's run by this, run by that. I say, no, it's, I mean, I get what you're saying, but the real issue is just capacity. They can only get five facts in. So our bias and inside sources is that we pick the five facts that don't get reported, that get left on the table. So it's not really hard work. <laughs> Other people are covering it. Yeah. So we just make sure that the information is there. And by the way, those at, at no time do I ever present that the, the five facts that we report on are the five definitive facts. All the facts are interesting. They all go into processing and trying to figure out what makes sense or not. It's just that as you can see in your press, and it's true here too, the same five facts get reported again and again, and the other five get it completely ignored. And so it's it's hard to co hold a grip on reality, broadly speaking, when you can't get all the data in. So that's that's what I do, and I still write for the Boston Herald, and I do some other nonsense here and there. But that's that's what I'm up to. Well, that's fantastic. If you are, if there, if any of you is listening, never get the chance to listen to Michael on the airwaves. Always do it, please, because he's all <laughs> always hilarious. He's always brilliant. And what we do is we finish up on, there'll be people listening to this from the UK and from outside of Ireland who won't know your, your infinite, Michael is very famous in Ireland because he, he once had a conversation <laughs> with, with El Presidente here. So for those of you who don't actually know, uh, our, our president in Ireland is, um, I have to be very careful here in case I get sent to the gulag. But um, Exactly. Yeah, so yeah, he, he's, he's slightly to the left. <laughs> of, of, of Stalin um, <laughs> and Michael had a famous run in with him once and what what did mm -hmm. he call you Michael uh, am I? I don't. Am I allowed to say it? I you always never know up. with you guys. You I, can say he said he it, so accused me say. of being a wanker whipping up fear, Indeed. and uh, it's it's been seen on YouTube about a bazillion times. What bugs me is they leave out my part, like they don't. <laughs> Never include what I was saying that he was responding to the conversation. This is a goes way back. Uh, the Iranians tried to sneak some weapons into Israel, and, you know, for the terrorists, and Israel stopped them. And I was defending Israel for, for stopping them. And I dare you, Michael. I, I know, I know. I, I, some I dare boat you got killed, whatever. Israel. And I, so I, and I, you know, I was just talking about the the obvious issues there and he went off on this long tirade that was beautiful i i think it's wonderful i listened to it 50 times it's, it's just, he's just great he's in the zone just why do you have to be this wanker let me up fear <laughs> and so there's a huge roar from the crowd at the king's head uh in in galway and when they die down i go you know i knew that there would be some wildly uninformed opinions being expressed during the show today i just thought they'd be from me <laughs> And uh, I thought it was a pretty good line. I got a nice laugh. But once again, they always cut that out, too. Yeah, keep my do. laugh. I don't mind the attack. Just keep my punchline. That's yeah. all I want. Well, I mean, you have to be in a very, very small uh, group of people who have been called a wanker by a president. <laughs> I, <laughs> my favorite was when he ran the first time and it became a campaign issue and I was getting all these calls from Irish media about how do you feel about me? I said, trust it, the, being called a wanker was the nicest thing I got called that day. Trust yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, I mean, think about it now. If Trump calls you a wanker, you're probably set for life in the celebrity sex. We, so, uh, we can yeah. all look forward to the day when the president calls us a wanker. And, <laughs> Michael, thank you very much. I honestly can't thank you enough. I, it's been an absolute pleasure. Little did I know when I listened to you all those years ago that I'd end up speaking to you someday. I'm, I'd be delighted to have you back. You're welcome whenever you want to come. And uh, good luck with everything you're doing at the minute. Thanks so much. I appreciate it.